0: This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Here we are. Hey, guys. Uh, we get to do this together today, so we're excited about this part three of the gray areas. And we hope you enjoyed uh, worship today, but we're going to jump right in. So Crystal Gale is just going to pray over the word and then we're going to go into the word today.
1: Sounds good to me. Let's do it. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to gather as a community, to study your word, to learn from your word and to be led by the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we just pray that as this word goes out. That people receive what you want them to receive. That Holy Spirit, you open our eyes to see what you want us to see. And I just pray, God, that this word transforms lives today, and that your word works in us and through us for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: All right, let's jump right in. Okay, so today we're continuing our series, The Great Areas, Part Three, um, and we're gonna co- we're gonna look at um, a few gray areas. Uh, <laughs> and, and But we're going to just reestablish uh, where our identity comes from. Yeah. So that way we can properly dismantle and bring truth to anything that is false. Exactly. I.E. gray areas. Gray areas. Here we go. Colossians <laughs> chapter 1 verses 13 to 18. I'm going to read this here. And this says it all about where our identity comes from. Here it is, Colossians 1, starting in verse 13. We're going to read all the way to verse 18. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love, verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Verse 16, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him.
1: And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence.
0: Amen. Which brings us to our first point, who we are is defined by God alone. All right? We've talked about this the last couple weeks. But we just want to just jump in here and start out. And we even shared the scripture last week, but just to continue to provide the foundation and to know that all in him, all things consist in him. All things are held together that he talking about Jesus may have the preeminence.
1: I love that. I love that because it is the foundation of our faith. This is where it begins. This is how we grow. This is how we grow in who we are in Christ. It starts with knowing our identity comes from God and God alone. And one of my favorite scriptures, I know I have a lot of favorites, but um, (laughs) I think I say that every single time we preach together that this is one of my favorites. But this is from Hebrews chapter one. Uh, verse one. And you guys know I love the amplified version. So it's going to be a little wordy today, but uh, I'm going to read this from the amplified. And it says, God, having spoken to the fathers long ago in the voices and writings of the prophets in many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth to us in the person of one who is by his character and nature, his son, namely Jesus, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, Mm. through whom also he created the universe. That is the universe as a space, time, matter, continuum. Crazy, right? Um, The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being, the brilliant light of the divine and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his father's essence Mm. and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word, carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal when he himself and no other Mm. And by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished purification from sins and established our freedom from guilt. He sat down revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high, revealing his divine authority, Mm. having become as much superior to angels since he has inherited a more excellent and glorious name than they that is son the name above all names
0: that says it all so good
1: <laughs> so good i could just keep reading i can i feel like i would need to read this like multiple times for it to just all get into just my seeing, yeah. spirit mm-hmm. but um who we are is defined by god alone and Amen. this scripture establishes God's preeminence Mm. over all things, Mm -hmm. over everyone, Mm -hmm. over any created thing. And it's so important for us to remember that we are defined. Our identity comes from God alone because he's already established who he is. Mm -hmm. We were created in his image. So everything we are is Mm -hmm. a reflection of him. Mm -hmm. Your neighbor Is a reflection of who god is because he's he or she is made in the image of god Mm -hmm. and it's so important for us to remember that as we get ready to go through um, the different false identities it's so important to remember that this is where we're coming from Mm -hmm. we're coming from an established truth of who god is and we're basing everything Mm -hmm. everything we are everything he's created us to be from that
0: truth Mm -hmm. period so good I wish we could keep reading that again and again. So once again, (laughs) I'm telling you guys, these two verses here are portions of scripture. Colossians 1, verses 13 to 18. Hebrews 1, verses 1 to 4. I know that Hebrews was really long. It's only four verses. But but it's
1: amplified. Amplified.
0: So So it's (laughs) amplified. But we encourage you to meditate on these. Study that. Study them. Know them. Because this says it all of who God is compared to everything else. Mm. Who Jesus is compared to everything and anybody else in life. Okay? Mm -hmm. So here we go. I'm just going to give you the three false identities we plan to cover today, if we can get through them. them. Because we just wanted to establish our identity in Christ first. But here, we're going to kind of go into some that are very prevalent in society. I'm just going to name them now. And then Crystal Gale is going to jump into the first one. But (laughs) the first one here, false identity numero uno here. Number one, Is and you won't maybe know what this means until my wife starts to explain it, but (laughs) I'll just say it the way we've learned it. And we've heard some other ministers and and people use this language here. But anyway, false identity number one for today is victimize progressivism. Okay, and the next one, false identity, sexuality. Okay, Mm -hmm. the next one, false identity, talent and gift, or when we base our identity. our self-worth on what we do well or what we are gifted in. And that is a false identity or, I've, or I've, as we've heard it said in our studies um, is a heresy identity or let me say this another, yeah, an idol, a heresy identity. The reason why I like to even call these things heresy identities because it is heresy that turns us from Christ. Heresy is what gets us off course from Jesus, Mm. the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So anything, and we're talking about identity today, any identity that steers us from him Mm. is a heresy identity. It's a lie and it will lead to deception.
1: Anti-God. So anything that would try and and build an equivalency or build an equal nature with God mm-hmm. is an idol. Yes. God is preeminent. Yes. He is the only God. He will be, he has been, he is, and will be the only God. <laughs> nope. So there Nobody's no, going to change that. <laughs> there's no changing that. That's where we come from as believers. Yeah. That's where we start. Yeah. That's
0: our basis. That's
1: the, that is the foundation. foundation. So, yeah. so we're building on that truth. Yes. So anything else we're talking about here isn't necessarily... Um, it's um, not that
0: it could be bad per se. Yeah. Some of it, like being gifted and talented, that, that's all of us. God gave it to but us. But when we place... Our ability, our gift, our talent, our vocation, what we do well above the person of Christ.
1: Yeah,
0: that is That's a false conflict. identity, and that is a heresy identity. Why is this a problem? Because we will worship the Lord our God, and yeah. Him only yeah. shall we serve. And <laughs> when we put anything else in that place, yeah. It is a dark road to deception, frustration, sin, and mm-hmm. separation from God. Yeah. And so that's why this is so, so important. Yeah. So
1: we'll start with the first one, um, victimized progressivism. So when we <laughs> heard this for the first time, it took me a minute because I'm like, let's break that down and see exactly what that means. But what it means in this context and what we're discussing, it means the marginalized, And minorities who draw exclusive identity from their uniqueness so I mean it's not doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that I am um, a minority minority. (laughs) Um, in more than one way uh, I am a woman and I am a black woman Um, surprise Um, but seriously um, we look at today's culture and we want to start with culture We wanna start with what our current culture looks like. And um, we've seen this heightened emphasis on minorities and their plight. And I think this is awesome because um, the very definition of minority and marginalized means that you are a part of a group of people that doesn't always feel seen, doesn't always feel heard um, and whose voice is um, um, minimized just because of um, a physical attribute and that's wrong on any level that's wrong and what we see in today's society is that there's this heightened awareness of it and what we want to challenge in this is not the awareness of it it's not the engaging in in um, making things right and justice and righteousness it is the emphasis on um, uh, the exclusivity of it where it's like, I exclusively identify with this. And that's what we wanna challenge today.
0: As my wife has said, that the heightened awareness of the need for justice for the marginalized and minorities is a good thing because it highlights the need for change. And we as a community are a part of that. And we are championing it, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) your pastor is a minority here. Um, And so one of them, one of them, one of them, right. Um, Not him. Not me, yeah, her. So, um, and so we as pastors in a church, this is, we have taken ownership of this and we've been obviously talking about this for years. Um, uh, But, um, and with that said, I wanna read this verse just to show God's heart here. And then my wife's gonna kind of break this down even more. But Acts chapter 17, verse 26. Mm -hmm. Acts 17, verse 26. And he has made from one blood, one blood, every nation, one blood, every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth Mm -hmm. and has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwellings. And so we take that very seriously. And also another verse, I believe it's in Isaiah, but it says that his house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And we're going to actually do a series next month called People of Color in a Kingdom Created for Diversity.
1: So now that we've established... I'm a minority in more ways than one, um, what we really want to talk about. And like I mentioned before is the exclusive exclusivity of identifying with my minority features, as opposed to identifying with Christ. And these things can come in conflict with each other in a very real way. And I, I know I've shared a little bit about this when we've spoken on these topics before, but the, um, Here, as we focus on identity and talk about um, false identities, uh, it's so important to remember that um, even, let me start with this, even as I look at the world and even as I navigate through what's going on in the world personally and spiritually, there is a legit conflict because... I'm living in this world and I feel all the emotions. I feel the sadness, the anger, the frustration, the the questions of why are we still dealing with this in today's world? Those are legit questions. Those are legit feelings. And I don't believe that God... wants us to remove those, he doesn't want to remove those emotions from us because it's those emotions that move us toward compassion, that move us toward action. Mm. But what I find, where I find the biggest conflict is that um, when I lean into those emotions, um, there's always a check in my spirit to remember spiritually who I am, where I've come from, and where I will be. And it, it, my spirit man reminds me that I do not have the liberty to worship my Blackness. I am Black. I'm proud to be Black. I'm a woman. I'm proud to be a woman. But I do not worship these things. And what does it mean by worshiping those things? It means that Every way I see the world, every every way I interpret the world, every way that I express myself in this world is through the filter of my blackness or the fact that I'm a woman. These things do not take preeminence over who God is and who Christ is and what Jesus has done on the cross. They have to be secondary. Listen to me. These things, this physical body that you see today, This is not going with me into eternity. What is going with me into eternity? My spirit. My spirit will live on. So even as I look at these things, as I navigate through this world, as I live in the reality of what it means to be black and what it means to be a woman in this world, I still have a check in my spirit. The Holy Spirit is constantly reminding me, don't forget who you are. Don't forget what Jesus did. Don't forget who God is. Don't forget that you're made in the image of God. Don't forget that it's your spirit man that will live on. This will all be buried one day. Mm -hmm. This physical body will be buried one day. But what will live on in eternity is my spirit man. So the challenge to us is, as the marginalized, as the minority is to remember that um, I cannot wrap The rapping that I'm in is not who I am. It's a part of who I am. I celebrate who I am. I see the beauty in who I am. And I want to share that beauty and celebrate this with everybody I come into contact with. Mm. But it is not the number one, number one exclusive way that I identify myself. If I have to pick one thing that I exclusively identify myself with, it's with Jesus. I want first and foremost for people to know who I am in Christ before they see all of this. But it's funny though, because they see all of this first, they make their judgments or their assessments based on what they see before they even hear what I have to say or even know who I am. Here is where the the Holy Spirit works in us and through us. The fruit of the Spirit is at work in us and through us because of the Spirit of God inside of us and the Holy Spirit who is our helper. Mm -hmm. So even as people make their judgments, even as people see what they want to see or hear what they want to hear, it is so important that we remember that the things I say matter because it's a reflection of Christ. That who I am has to ooze out of every part of my being. It doesn't take away from the physical attributes of who I am, but the spiritual attributes of who I am have to shine brighter, Mm -hmm. has to speak louder, has to be the voice in the face of the ugliness of this world. It has to, Mm -hmm. because Jesus has shown us that he has overcome the world. This is the world we're living in. He's already overcome it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just relying on the Holy Spirit to help me navigate through it, but also lay claim to the authority that I have to be able to live in this world, but not be of it.
0: Mm. That's so good. So let's look at that that's so good. All that's really go back and listen, <laughs> listen. to that. Listen to that. It's, it's powerful. So let's look at the, let's look at Ruth. Yeah. So I'll read this but in, in Ruth chapter 2 verse 11 to 12 this is just somebody that in our study we saw that stepped outside of, of cultural things yeah. to pursue Christ. A, a comfortable environment but in actuality it was her nation yeah that she left and her her, her family lineage her, her, her culture customs, co- custom i mean everything yeah she, she was a moabitess and she went to um bethlehem uh which is <laughs> where jesus
1: was born <laughs> yeah
0: the house of bread um she what? heard that there was bread so um So here we go. anyway.
1: That's like, there's so many layers in that house of bread. Jesus is the bread of life. Anyway, we can just break that
0: down. down. down So (laughs) Ruth chapter two, verse 11 and 12, I'll read it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, And it says, and Boaz answered and said to her, he's talking to Ruth here. "Um, It has Mm -hmm. been fully reported to me all that you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. Mm -hmm. Her mother-in-law was a separate ethnicity, a separate nationality, and separate religious background yeah and she and different, aunt, different. and how you have left mm-hmm. your father and your mother and the land. land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before sounds like my life foreign <laughs> foreign <laughs> environment when god called abraham in the book of hebrews it says that he dwelt in a strange land in yeah. intense with um isaac and of those that would be heirs of the promise uh so a strange land so you've come to a people whom you did not know before verse 12 mm. the lord repay your work mm. the lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the lord god of israel under whose wings you've come for refuge wow natural spiritual i love it yeah Go I for love
1: it. it. You want me to go for it? Do you want to? Yeah. Well, you wanna, <laughs> I mean,
0: it says it I all. I was like,
1: it does say that it says it all. That um, I don't even know where to start with that because she left everything. That was her identity. Like, yeah. When we think of our lives, um, our identity comes a lot from where we've been born. Yes. What our culture is, what our history. is. It's a part is. of who she it's was. A part of it didn't, who we are. She
0: still was that. Yeah. That's where she's from. That's for, yeah. And
1: that's how the Bible actually describes her as the moabitess they're like mm-hmm. this was this is her
0: this is her this is who she is
1: and in the middle of all that what I love about this is the beauty of God and God's character his and heart. it shows his heart hmm. to celebrate the beauty of the differences and how the blessing of God can still rest in the differences hmm. he created us different but he wants us to dwell in unity. Mm. He wants us to find the value of, when I leave here, my home I can find here because it's not about what I look like. It's not about even necessarily um, my ethnicity or where I've come from. What bonds us together Mm. as, as believers, as Christians, is our love for Jesus, that Jesus is the Lord of our lives. And we see the fruit of that mm-hmm. in our lives. She left everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: everything she knew everything that was mm-hmm. comfortable for her
0: mm-hmm.
1: and said, I'm going here to a foreign land.
0: Mm-hmm. I just And God that. that was God's business. He's <laughs> like, I'm gonna take this Moabites. I'm gonna connect her to a Jewish woman, then I'm gonna bring her to a Jewish land <laughs> and she's actually going to be in the lineage of my only begotten son. And so God brought this situation into scripture even before Christ. That's his heart. That that we would unify around spiritual matters and Christ alone. And that we would be able to celebrate and receive our differences, celebrate our differences, and unify around Christ. All right, let's go to another verse here. Ruth, amazing story of God calling all nations, showing mercy to all nations, ethnicities, and embracing and bringing somebody outside the commonwealth of Israel into the blessing. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here it is. This is God's heart. Ruth chapter three, verses five to six. And this is when um, she listened to Naomi's instruction. Yeah. And it says, and she said to her, all that you say to me, I will do. This is Ruth talking to Naomi, her mother-in-law. Uh, Verse 6, so she went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her. So
1: yeah, so right before that, um, they were having a conversation, like I'm sure mothers and daughters do. And uh, Ruth was telling Naomi about her day. And Naomi's like, good, this sounds good. So she's like, next time you go do this, this is how you conduct yourself in this land. This is how you mm. behave in mm. this land. Wow. And Ruth is like, All that you say to me,
0: yeah. I'll do. She's it. like, This is your, you know what She's to do like, here. Like, tell this, me what to do. I don't know. I,
1: I don't, don't know. know. Here we are. Wow. People of God. Yes. When you position yourself to learn,
0: mm.
1: to understand, and to um, truly connect mm. with where God has planted you. Mm it leads to other things. And we're going to keep reading about that, but this is how Ruth positioned herself in Mm. a foreign land. Wow. How have you positioned yourself in a place that's not comfortable for you, Mm. a place where you don't know people, Mm. a place where God's trying to teach you something Mm. and to show you something in the middle of it. other people that don't
0: look like you, aren't from where you are. Learn
1: the culture, learn the people, what breaks their heart, what are they talking about why is there such an outcry of pain we have a responsibility Mm -hmm. as christians to Mm -hmm. be a reflection of the heart of god yes this is the heart of god
0: Mm. so good
1: when people are displaced when people don't know it is our responsibility
0: we need to be a naomi and to a teach, Ruth, listen, yeah.
1: you have to find out who
0: you are yeah, in, in the, the situation. story of your life yes,
1: and position yeah. yourself accordingly.
0: That you're teaching somebody else on the outside looking in and that you are also um, listening yeah. to the others.
1: Listen, mm. this story, there's so, so much good. truth in this. Yes. So it
0: goes on. It go good. It goes on. But I, let me just challenge the white people here <laughs> for a minute. Is that white folks out there, I'm going to say this, you need... To position yourself as the learner and the listener when it comes to minorities, their plight, their struggle, because you don't know. It, it doesn't matter how close you are to somebody, and you, you you still have a lot to learn. And so I would say, as Christ, the most coming from the most privilege of any other human being. <laughs> from heaven, Jesus, comes God, to the earth, God himself. he did not come to be served, but to serve. Yeah. So let me challenge the white folks that there is a reality that we are privileged in this nation and we need to position ourselves and put ourselves in an environment where we are the minority and we need to listen and to learn. I'm telling you, do what Ruth did. You know, she learned and she listened, and we, as as white folks, have a lot to learn and to listen to. And I'm saying, through the lens and filter of Christ, be a servant to the quote unquote others, and watch what God does.
1: And I love this because a lot of the learning came from relationship. Mm, so good. It came from relationship. Sacrifice,
0: like commitment. It came from,
1: yeah. Like it doesn't just come from let me read all these books. Yes, mm. reading and, and increasing knowledge is always a good idea. Right. It's always good to be well read and understanding of what's going on in the world and what when you don't know about something to gain knowledge on it. But a lot of the learning came from relationship.
0: So good. important.
1: So, and that is our God.
0: Mm.
1: He is a God of relationship. Mm. And look at how Ruth was learning from Naomi, Mm -hmm. and Naomi was teaching Ruth. So even as the marginalized and as the minority, we do have a certain responsibility. If people don't know, but they're willing to learn, here we go. How do we change things? Mm -hmm. We start to communicate the heart of things. Mm -hmm. And prayerfully, the people who God brings to us are people who are willing to learn and to grow
0: so good oh man this is good stuff i think we're kind of getting ahead into our series next month but it's okay we're diving in a little bit here here we go ruth chapter 4 verse 7 here's another example of the process that uh, ruth went through ruth chapter 4 verse 7 now this was the custom in former times in israel concerning redeeming and exchanging to confirm anything one man took off his sandal gave it to the other and this was a confirmation in israel so Custom.
1: Yeah. And what I love about this part is we called it the process because even in that stage where, where Ruth was learning from Naomi and Naomi was teaching Ruth, Ruth still had to go through a process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When she went back, yeah. when Naomi told Ruth what to do, go lay at Boaz's feet and, mm-hmm. and all this jazz, Boaz still had to go take care of some stuff before she could see the fulfillment or the blessing of mm-hmm. God in it. Mm-hmm. There's a process. We all know that with God, there's a process. There is nothing, like God can do it. He can do anything supernaturally in a moment. He can do something miraculously. God is not above any of that. He can do it all how he wants to, when he wants to. But what I found in walking with God and walking out my faith is that there is always a process. When you position yourself in humility, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: God will take you through a process of transformation. That doesn't just come from your own personal process and working things out. It comes from relationship. The way that that Ruth was able to get the blessing, we're going to read the scripture later, is that it was established that Boaz was in relationship with Naomi. Mm -hmm. And the process came through that relationship. Mm -hmm. He had to do something because of the relationship he had in order to be a blessing to Ruth. Mm -hmm. There is always a process Yes. Don't think that because you sat down in a seminar for a couple hours to learn something about minorities, um, that you know it all now.
0: Or you took a class, or maybe you have a degree in something.
1: Or maybe your company is requiring diversity yeah, yeah, training yeah, yeah.
0: or something. And or you work, things- or you work with a couple of people that aren't that are minorities. Like, <laughs> Listen, don't get us wrong here. All <laughs> That's those all good. things are good. But but who's at your dinner table? Thank you. Who's in the Who's in your house?
1: Who are you in but- relationship with that can actually transform your
0: heart? Come on, now it's all relationship. If you think about this too, Boaz, his mama was a <laughs> was from a pagan culture. Rahab. Rahab. So he, in relationship with his mother, had an understanding of of this Jewish slash you know people in two different. His mom was from the other side of the tracks, and she so, was a heartless. So yes, <laughs> like you yeah, know what I mean? and like, so then here comes this lady from the other side of the tracks. He he was already learned. He 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 understood this. He had a heart like there was some impression he must have had from his mama. This
1: is what makes and breeds change. Change. When people have an understanding of, this is not just about where you're from, or you are, I wanna mm. be in the will of God. I wanna do what is right. I wanna do what is just.
0: Good. And
1: all of these are a reflection of the heart of God. Mm. That is God, because you know Connecting, what? Connecting, breaking all these boundaries. are in the lineage of Jesus.
0: So good, the blessing. So here it is, Ruth chapter four. Let's go to verse thirteen, Ruth four thirteen. then um, we kind of steered from the message a little bit, but I think it's saying what is what we're what we're going to come back Yeah, we come back full circle. Here we okay. go, uh, Ruth four thirteen. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And when he went into to her, the the Lord gave her conception. She bore a son. Hallelujah. You know
1: who her son was.
0: Praise the Lord. Obed. Obed. Guess you know
1: who Obed was? Who? Um, he had
0: Jesse. You know who Jesse was? King David.
1: What? What
0: is Jesus called? The son, son of, of David. David. Right? <laughs> That's so good. And check it out. This was progressive. Because she was willing to leave hmm. nation. Leave. Step
1: outside of what was coming. Step outside.
0: Her, she had to be willing to say, my end all be all identity is not my culture, my nation, and quote, unquote, my people. It's who I am. But, but my calling is pulling me into a spiritual place. What? And Christ, what? her calling was to bring forth Christ in her lineage. That is our calling, to bring forth the light of Christ. And we have to be willing to put every other part of who we are secondary.
1: Subjection.
0: To him. She steps out. She gleans in the field. Somebody say, praise God. Praise God. Then she got favor in that field. Somebody say, praise, praise God. Praise God. Then she got the man that owned the field. Glory to God. Progressive <laughs> revelation. <laughs> and growth.
1: It all circles back to Jesus.
0: Hallelujah all right here we go (laughs) talking about our identity in Christ and what that does it's not just because he's God number one it's because he's God number two is when we put our identity identity in anything or any other person or any other part of us when we rest all of who we are in something natural Mm -hmm. we will miss God we will miss purpose we will miss look at Ruth Orpa, she, she, she held on to something. We don't know the whole story. We don't know the why. No. But we do know the story of Ruth. She was willing to say, my identity is more than what I see with my natural eyes.
1: Yeah, and we're and, talking about mm, false identities yes. here. And this one was the... Um,
0: Victimized um, progressivism. <laughs> Yes. That's that's a, a of, it's a that's lot it's a lot it's a lot going on with that's that work a lot of victimized
1: yeah. progressivism right and, and the goal here yes. is for us to remind everybody that um my identity our identity um does not solely rest on the physical attributes that we carry mm. it's our spirit man that is connected to the god in heaven we're made in the image of God, so mm-hmm. all of this is beautiful.
0: Yes, it is. I
1: believe he created all things beautiful. Yes. So we are here We are here to enjoy the beauty yes. of his creation, yes. whether it's the trees outside, or it's the person who lives next door mm-hmm. to you who looks completely different from you. Enjoy the beauty of his creation, mm-hmm. but do not worship. make it a lord of your life. Mm-hmm. Don't worship it, because there is nothing and we talked about this at the beginning, that has preeminence over God and who he is as creator. Amen.
0: So good. So here's another picture of God's nature for those, the other people. Yes. the minorities, the marginalized. So and here we go. Been,
1: we've been talking about Old Testament. Now yeah. we're going to jump into the New yeah. Testament a little bit. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I said that already, didn't I? Yes, today? Did. But listen, this is legit. One of my favorite stories <laughs> in the Bible. Um, it's about the Syrophoenician woman or in other texts, it might say, um, the Greek yes. woman or, yeah. um, yeah, but it's in Matthew chapter 15. We're not going to read the whole thing. I'll read it. I'll okay. read it. I can He'll read it. You can read it fast. Matthew
0: 15, 21 to 28. Here yeah. we go. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Um, and that was a pagan area. Yep. Uh, verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of who? David. David. What? <laughs> David. Jesse. Obed, Obed, Boaz, Boaz. Rahab. <laughs> Bam. What? Verse 22. And behold, a woman of kin came from the region and cried out, saying, and saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. She was saying a lot there.
1: She knew who he oh, was. Oh,
0: she's like, she look. knew where
1: he came from. What? She's she, like, let me call out who man, this man is.
0: Only Jewish folks were supposed to know I that.
1: Identify. She
0: identified Ooh, She's like, you are the Messiah what you are the one she recognized him for who he was she stepped out of culture and into spirit and she's like man i know something going on here jesus the son of david so my daughter is severely demon possessed verse 23 but he answered and said to her uh not a word and his disciples came and urged him saying send her away she cries out after us like get rid of her the syr phoenician from this this canaanite woman Verse 24, but he answered 24. and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That is true. Yeah. That was the process. Yes. Jew process. first, then to the Gentile.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: so this didn't really break out in Gentile culture, the gospel, really until the God. book of Acts. And it really, once they got to um, Cornelius' house, that's yeah. when they started to change a lot in Peter's the church. Peter's vision. Peter's and vision, and yes. Um, so... Uh, Verse 27, um, sorry, verse 26, but he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it Mm -hmm. to the little dogs. Verse 27, and she Mm -hmm. said, yes, Lord. Um, Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Mm -hmm. My goodness, where she was, what society put on her, what religion put on her, she was still able to, to recognize who Jesus was. And mm. Called him in master. as master. Submission. Mm. Positioned herself. He you are him. master. Mm. In a sense, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but this you are master.
1: In terms of yeah. what society yeah, says. This is
0: the reality of my plight. But you're still Lord. But you are master. What? Oh, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> she got
0: herself a little blessing here. Look at this, verse 28. Then Jesus answered, said, oh, woman. Great Great is Is your your faith. faith. What? (laughs) He didn't say that about, he was saying, you know what he told his disciples? (laughs) Oh, you of little faith. (laughs) And here is a Syrophoenician, a Canaanite woman from the region of Tyre and Sidon. Hmm. The other people, other side of the tracks. And he says, oh, woman, great is your faith. She was able to access something spiritual in Christ. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour.
1: And this is what Mm. happens when we walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We're able to see things. We're able to identify things. We're able to grab a hold of truth that we wouldn't be able to grab a hold of when we're seeing it through our natural beings. We are spirit beings first Mm. who live in this natural world. But we are to be led by the Spirit of God. The children of God know the voice of God. We hear Him and we know Him and we're led by Him. And it's so important. Like, I don't, I just love this scripture so much, so much because she knew who she was culturally, she knew how um, people saw her, she knew what all of that was. But she gave Jesus preeminence over all of that, and because Master. of that, here's the nature of God mm. stepping outside of even His own process, right? For her, for her to access a blessing, and mm. it just—I mm. see this nature of God all through Ruth Scripture.
0: Is another one, it, Rahab, and now this all through
1: Scripture. Mm. God is like, "This is who I am. I see you." Mm. I know you, I created you, and I made you beautiful. I made you in my image. But what's most important is that you're a child of God. And we're speaking to believers here, people who who ascribe to following Christ, people who have made Jesus Lord of their lives. We ascribe to who we are in Christ first and foremost. Because that is what is eternal. That is what will live beyond this natural body. That is what that is who and what will be in heaven with mm-hmm. Jesus one day. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I assume that that the way we see the the diversity we see on earth is what we'll see in heaven because God um, makes things beautiful. Like he, I feel like all of this beauty. Mm -hmm. needs to be expressed (laughs) in heaven too. And I believe that we'll see a reflection of that in heaven. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's going to look like exactly, Mm -hmm. but I do know one thing for sure, that um, this spirit man inside of me, Mm -hmm. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be the reflection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I want to be the love of Jesus And that means that anything that would try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God in my life, anything that would try to say this takes preeminence over who you are in Christ, that thing needs to go under my feet. Mm -hmm. That thing needs to be subjected to the kingship and lordship of Jesus. And if that means that I have to take a moment as I weigh the challenges of this life as a minority and as a woman. Um, I mean minority and a woman, it's both the same thing. If I have to take stock of that and just have those moments where I wrestle with the Holy Spirit, where I sit there and am in prayer. Like there are things that we've watched, like different documentaries and things. At the end of it, I'm like, I I need to pray. <laughs> I need to spend some time with the Lord because this has brought up so much in, in my soul that, that I, I, it makes me frustrated and angry. And I have to spend time with the Lord for him to remind me of who I am. I need to go to my creator to remind me mm. of who I am. Mm-hmm. When the world is trying to tell me this is all I am, God is like, no, this is a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Who you are at your core is who I've created you to be. Mm-hmm. Identify with that, and it will change your life.
0: All right, all right so we're going to pray here in a moment. So, uh, But first, just wanted to kind of do a little review. It's like I think we really <laughs> only had one main point today, but what? here it is, it's all good. <laughs> who we are. Is defined by God alone and
1: why because God is preeminent
0: he's the only one that can do that he's the only one that has the qualifications
1: <laughs> how do I re- like it's true because how can I worship my my created being and not worship my creator
0: yeah it just it's know, out of order It is.
1: so this is why we start here we yes. start with that because yes. it's like let me establish who is the creator mm. who is worthy of worship mm. and then i see myself in light of who he is
0: so good all right and so we really just talked about that today um, <laughs> You didn't get to yeah. the other ones. right but the other one just we'll get these um next week yes uh but we're going to talk <laughs> about the false identity of sexuality when we draw absolute identity from our sex and or sexual orientation
1: and we're talking about
0: exclusive yes
1: identity of course
0: so yes i'm a man but that isn't all that i am (laughs) that's not yeah and (laughs) i am um heterosexual right but that is not the end all be all of my identity sexuality does not define me at my core it is a part of who i am Mm -hmm. but it is not the end-all be-all of who I am, yeah. I am, yeah. And then uh, the the, la- the other one we'll touch on is the false identity of talent, talent and, and gift. gift, our giftedness. Yeah. Um, and so we all, I'm sure, know people, or maybe we've had our own struggles uh, with being, because ele- see, what gifting and talent will do is elevate us. Yes,
1: it brings us before influence. great
0: people. But when our identity is based on that, it, it it's will. Shaky. It will. It will cause problems. It's, it's it,
1: not eternal.
0: How many <laughs> extremely talented, gifted people do we know of that have been elevated in the world of entertainment or sports, mm-hmm. and they've had a pretty bad outcome? And it's not because just yeah. That. But even, I mean, just, those are even easier in to the church, yeah, 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 in the even church, church, yeah, like, yes,
1: it's, it's your gifting will only bring you so far, especially yes. if you start to worship that gifting. Yeah, yeah, and that it, it only can take you so far. Pride. Right comes before the fall
0: yes and, and so it's very important that we don't base it's part, part of who, who i am is. But it is but it's not something all to of who be I am.
1: celebrated and embraced and And enjoyed. activated yeah
0: but let it be what it is it is not the foundation of and, who we and, are. And, the, and the and the all of who we are
1: because god gave it to us so he wants us to use it. He right. wants us but to not use not the things it. that he's given us, but not to worship it, mm-hmm. not to worship it at all. Mm-hmm. He's the creator. He gave it to us. Right. So you worship the one worship makes, him with it. Yeah. Like I honor you, God, with all you've given me, all mm-hmm. you've gifted me. I, it's not mine. It's only mine because he gave it to me and it's, it's perspective and it's priority and it's getting our priorities in order in light of who God is, mm. who is God in your life. Who is Jesus? Is he Lord? Is he King? Mm.
0: Does he he have,
1: is he master? Does he have preeminence? Does that, that means does he sit above all other things in your life? Mm. And if he doesn't like, here's where this is the crux of what we're getting to. It is for you to ask the Holy spirit to reveal inside of you. Things that are out of order. Mm. And those are regular conversations (laughs) because it's not like you deal with something and then,
0: yeah. And then you're like, Oh, I've arrived.
1: I've arrived. We never arrive in this walk with the Lord because we're becoming more like him.
0: Mm, So good.
1: It's a process.
0: Mm. Amen. That's good. Do you want to pray?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pray. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll pray. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But really, we hope you guys have, um, been able to draw some things from Mm -hmm. what we've taught today. Um, There's so much we can delve into Mm. with this, so much. Um, But we're looking forward to being with you again next week. But I'm going to pray for each of us in this moment and just pray that the Holy Spirit does his thing in us. Mm. Lord, I just pray right now for every person who's been a part of this gathering today, for every person that um, has listened to what has been taught today. I pray, Lord, that you continue to work in us Holy Spirit, I pray that you continue to lead us and to guide us Mm. into all truth. Mm. I pray, Lord, that as we begin to do that self-examination, as the Holy Spirit begins to reveal things to us, I pray, Lord, that we position ourselves in humility before you. I pray, God, that you um, are the Lord over every area of our lives. I pray, God, that you reveal the things that are out of order so we can then set things in order before you. I pray, Lord, that as we continue in our walk with you, that our identity will be wrapped up, surrounded by, created by, established by who we are in light of you. Let us never forget who you are in light of who we are. Let us never forget that you are God, the only God, the living God. Mm. Hallelujah. And I just pray, God, that our lives would be a reflection Mm. of who you are in this world. Enable us, empower us Mm. to live in this world, but to not be of it. Let us be a true reflection of Jesus and who he is and what he's done and how much he loves us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.